everybody. Welcome to Curly Girlies Cracking the Kid Code with Atara and Grace. I'm Atara Tursky, founder of the Curly Girl Movement, author of the Curly Girly book series, and owner of curlygirly.com, spelled with two E's at the end of curly and two E's at the end of girly. And I am here with my amazing co-host and good friend, Grace Cross. Hi, Grace. Hi, Atara, and hi, everyone. I'm Grace Cross. I'm the owner of The Baby Spot, the only global parenting magazine. And you can find us at thebabyspot.ca. So we have a super fun and interesting guest today, Atara. Who do we have? Grace audience, we are so excited to welcome Gabrielle Hartley. Gabrielle Hartley is a leading divorce attorney, mediator, coach, author, and speaker. Her recent new book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, is the first book of its kind to combine the life-changing healing wisdom of mindfulness, meditation, and yoga with practical advice and legal wisdom to get the reader through and beyond divorce. Better Apart was named the Conscious Uncoupling How-To by People Magazine. Gabrielle has also been featured throughout the media channels, including the New York Times, U.S. News and World Report, the New York Post, Yoga Journal, Mind Body Green, the Hampshire Gazette, the Brian Lair Show, as well as dozens of podcasts around the world. Welcome, Gabrielle. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you guys so much for for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. We're very excited to have you. And full disclosure, Gabrielle and I go back. We are very, very close friends. And I am so excited to really be talking to you because I'm so proud of you and what you've accomplished and what you've done and really what you're doing on behalf of all those going through a divorce, um, which includes not only helping the individual who's um, making that break, but mm-hmm. also their family. I think you're doing such important work. So we're really happy to talk to you today. Um, And I'd love you to start with maybe telling us about, you know, we're a parenting podcast first and foremost. Can you tell us how is divorce impacting children and how are you seeing um, your work in that role? Oh, my gosh. That's such a great intro, Atara. Um, (laughs) I grew up, um, just for anyone who doesn't know my background, I grew up with divorced parents. Um, When I was nine and my brother was six, my parents split and they really navigated their divorce in, in a way that uplifted my brother and me and allowed us to really be children. And when I became a divorce lawyer and I clerked for a divorce court and I saw how horribly the system turned parents even more against each other and stirred the pot so much, I knew that I had a really important calling, which was to help to smash the stigma Mm -hmm. of divorce and to help elevate individuals, regardless of how acrimonious the divorce may be, to know that they can truly be at one in their skin and be the parent that they always imagined being so that they can help their children enjoy just being kids and not getting embroiled in all of the upset and mess, which are the adult problems. Oh, I love that so much. We find in the media, they're taking um, divorced families and they're saying things, there's words that are synonymous with divorce, like that a family is broken, that right. you don't have a full family. And one of the reasons why I started the baby spot was to show the 99% of families that you can have a beautiful divorced family and you're whole and you're full. So you're you're a trailblazer thank you so much and you know what the thing is so many people when i wrote the book a lot of my colleagues were like oh well you know a lot of people can't mediate and i kept saying while i mediate it's not about you and your spouse becoming you know gwyneth paltrow and chris martin or becoming 
my co-author Elena and her ex um, husband. What it's about is you being true to yourself and you making choices every step along the way, no matter how difficult your ex-spouse may be. For instance, sometimes you're sitting at work and you get this annoying email and it derails your whole day. Mm -hmm. And so I'm often asked, well, what do I do about that? And there are so many things that you can do to control how you receive all that input that you're not looking for and so that you can have your day and you can decide when you want to hear from them. Wow, so I think what you're saying, Gab, is that really anyone can mediate as as a choice is that right um well most people can mediate but what i'm really going toward is the idea that even if you are married to or divorcing a narcissist because so many people experience their spouse to be a narcissist or just impossible to deal with right you can still hold you, you can create firmer boundaries, you can develop new skills that you didn't have before, and you can be more present in that way. So for instance, rather than reacting to everything, you can take a step back and respond. I like that. I like that a lot. I That's like that a so lot. powerful. And, and in terms of creating um, a clearer way to communicate, you can use a parenting app such as the FAIR app, which is F-A-Y-R. A lot of people don't know about it. And it's amazing because what you can do is have all of your communications housed on a separate platform that nobody, neither of you can um, manipulate. And then the judge can see it, your lawyers can see it, and you can start creating better habits because you are fully accountable for your family. It, family accountability is your responsibility. That's what FAIR actually means. But that's just one example of many ways that you can take yourself forward. And that's so important because when we take ourselves forward, we're also um, sharing and building that relationship that our children feel that they can be protected during exactly we're we're creating a new legacy for our children there's so much shame that comes along with divorce and what we need to do is smash the stigma and shake the shame and start feeling good right now because guess what when you feel good your kids are going to feel good good. grace and i always say that you know when you empower yourself you empower your child. Exactly. I I think that's so important. And you know, I have to say, um, I'm happily married, but I really enjoyed your book, Better Apart, because I think there's a universal message in it. Um, You know, the five elements that you discuss about reconnecting with yourself. I'd love you to detail that because I think that's important for, you know, just parents in general to be able to do. So I'd love to hear more about that. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much. So, so the five elements, first I'll tell you what they are and then I'll just go into a tiny bit of detail on each of them. Um, so there's patience. We all need more of that, right? I, I need the most. That's why I start with patience. I'm like the least patient person. Um, patience, respect, peace, clarity, and forgiveness. And often when I talk about forgiveness, that creates a big ruckus. How can I forgive? We'll get to that in a second. So patience is about noticing where you are and taking a step back. 
So wow. the patient, when you have patience, that's when you can start to respond rather than react. And that applies to your kids. You know, your kid does something that mm-hmm. is making you crazy. You know, how can I actually take space? Though no, that sounds great, Gabrielle, but how do I do that? And, right. and that's what I go into, how to do it through different um, practices that you can take on, such as creating a patience mantra or something like that. Like I tell myself multiple times during the day, I am radiantly calm. Now I am not radiantly <laughs> Calm. <laughs> right. But that's your mantra. <laughs> By telling myself consistently at regular intervals throughout the day that I am radiantly calm, when I'm feeling particularly reactive, I, I have in my mind, huh, but I thought I was radiantly calm. And that doesn't mean that all of a sudden I'm calm, right? And Buddhist, but it does mean that I'm a little bit calmer than I would have been, right? So you're working toward changing your inner dialogue. And, that, and that's like a, a slow evolution, but then it, it does happen. Exactly, Atara. So, so I'll just take you through the other things briefly. Um, so patience, then respect. Respect is all about bringing in more self-respect by accentuating the positives and creating boundaries around the negatives, boundaries. bringing in more of what you like. Mm-hmm. And a simple practice that you can do there is start by making it a habit to list the people, places, and experiences that make you feel good. So let's say you're spending all your time with your kids and you're forgetting all about yourself maybe spend 15 minutes just taking care of yourself in your day and, um, you know, start there. And that's a nice place to move forward. And would self-care be something as simple as, you know, just doing your hair or taking a long shower? Okay. These are attainable goals. Attainable. Pick an attainable goal and build from there. Because remember, so many times we're so complicit in our own lack of self-respect and we can, and we blame so much on externalities when there's yes. so much that we can do to mm-hmm. elevate our own self-respect, which brings me actually to clarity. And clarity is about stepping out of the blame game and yes. being an active visionary. Oh, I like, this is powerful. Like I can imagine with people, they feel out of, they lost their power during the process of divorce. That's right. And you know, it's the same thing when you're a new mom. I myself have three children and I remember feeling like the whole idea of raising the children was sort of taking over my consciousness and I I sort of lost a little bit of connection to myself. And so when we have the sense of being a visionary, whether you're getting a divorce or you're just raising your kids. Yes. I mean, really, they're both hard. Life can be really trying in so many different ways. Keep yourself focused on your vision for yourself and for your family, and that will move you and your energy forward. You'll feel better. You'll be more present in your own life for yourself and for your kids. And and so the next thing is... um, Peace. Now, peace is not about rainbows and unicorns and fluffy fairies <laughs> on clouds. It's just about noticing the neutral, noticing the little bits of time that are good enough, you know, getting to meh and then moving forward from there. Oh, I like that. I do too. And okay. it's it's realistic. I find a lot of um, these help groups for divorces or people who are going through separation or divorce are just unattainable goals, but yours are attainable. They're realistic and it's what people are actually going through. And it's also like a lot of these goals are very black and white that I'm hearing. Yes. Other outlets. Right. And, and I have a lot of recognition that we cannot 
really move forward when we do things in a very black and white all or nothing paradigm. We need to allow small shifts one at a time, moment by moment, to make a big sweeping change. And that applies for ourselves, for our families, for the world, one bit at a time. Well, I I you go, Gab, I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay, I was just gonna say, my, my one of my sons studied Suzuki violin and we spent about three years just on bending, right. keep your pinky up, keep your pinky up. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's it, right? We didn't worry about the notes. Right, well, you know what I always love to say, um, change happens slowly and then all at once. So it's, I love that. Right. Yeah. It's always just like a, it's, it often seems so slow. Um, what you're saying also reminds me so much of, you know, being mindful, mindfulness. So I think a lot of what you're saying is just like also be in the moment and observe what's going on around you. And, and observe really, how you feel on right, the inside. Right. And take that time to do that. So That's I'm, exactly right. Right. And I'm curious, Gab, what do you feel? I know um, you and I have discussed journaling. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that, because I think that's an important thing for people, you know, kids, moms, dads to do that. It's funny in my um, young daughter's class now, she came home and she said, you know, mommy, on Fridays, our teacher makes us write down five things that we're thankful for. Oh, I love that. <laughs> right. Isn't that great? And I and she said, and I asked my teacher if it was OK to say that I was thankful for my blueberry muffin that my mom packed me. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. and I thought I thought, yes, it's the small thing. So right. so I'd love to hear about journaling because I know you love that. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with journaling. <laughs> yeah. I have diaries from when I was really young into my 20s. Some of them are pretty embarrassing, but <laughs> I've been making lists forever. Yeah. I have one um, that one of my kids found the other day that it says, thoughts, Christmas, presents, fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but now, you know, then when I basically... With journaling, that is how we activate our deepest desires and we bring them into our own lives, right? So like if there is some wish that you have, but you're, you have all these obstacles in your way, in your mind's eye, yeah. just for the moment that you're journaling, give yourself a, a nice book. Um, I have a, 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 one of these de whoops, decomposition notebooks um, yes. and I open it. And when I'm feeling like I want to actualize something, I start to get really granular. I get into the details about what I want with incredible specificity. Okay. And the more specific you are, the more likely that the, you're, these things are just going to appear. And I, it might sound woo-woo or like magical thinking, but it's really not. You're just shifting your energy. And you can do that in your life. Um, it only works if you're very specific. So you, you can't just say, oh, I want to be happy. Right. That's so broad. It's too broad. And, it's, and the universe won't know what to give you. But for instance, um, when I was a bridesmaid 15 times, I decided, you know, I really need to stop <laughs> being a bridesmaid and find a husband. And I started to keep lists of qualities that I wanted in a husband. And seriously, I have every, my husband has every single quality that I was looking That you wrote down. Full <laughs> disclosure, there are some things that I didn't think about. Um, that in retrospect, I wish I had included. But, so be careful what you wish for. That's the only um, thing. Um, I, I do want to get to forgiveness for a second. Oh, yes, please. Go forgiveness, right the most yes. important part. Yeah, well, the reason it's the most important part is because forgiveness is your portal to compassion, and that's where emotional freedom begins, right? Right. So 
when you have emotional freedom, you can do and be anything and, and you can feel good. And a great reminder is remembering that holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Gab, that is powerful. And, and you know what? I think modeling forgiveness for your children must be so powerful because and it's so hard when you're getting divorced. Oh, I can't even imagine how how difficult it must be. Um, but to be able to model that for them, what a gift you are giving them, because then that's something that they have for the rest of their lives. That's right. I can remember when my parents divorced. I wanted to know what happened. What happened? And my right. mother said to me, "Mommy and Daddy have grown up problems, and yeah. you're a child, and you do not need to worry about I love it." That. And, you know, I am so grateful to my mother for saying that because I have gone to so many different panels. I've heard therapists tell people, well, you can say a little. And I feel like screaming, no, 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 no. You cannot (laughs) tell your kids. Your kids will figure out what the dynamic is. Right. What happened? Let them get older and they can mull it over. smart. And they figure out what they need to know. Right. One of my biggest experiences with divorce, I found, was children were always thinking that whether it was all of their fault or a part of their fault. When you start to divulge, you know, daddy stepped out of the marriage, um, you know, mom's just just like, how can a child even process that? And then they say, well, you know, maybe dad's never home or mom's never home because I was acting up last week. But with this, it gives them permission to not blame themselves. That's right. That's right. The biggest thing you want to do for your kids, and I talk a lot about how to take care of your kids, your kids are going to be all right. Your your experience is not the same as your kids' experience. So for you, you know, the year where you're splitting up or the two years around your divorce can be incredibly, incredibly heartbreaking. And we assume our kids are as sad as we are. But kids are pretty resilient. They're also pretty self-absorbed. And as long as you keep their life comfortable for them, they're going to be okay. So you need to know that. You need to have the emotional confidence to know that you can do this and your kids can do this. And if you have a spouse that you can mediate with, that's fantastic. But don't beat yourself up if you cannot mediate. I do a ton of mediation across the country with people online. And most of the time I'm able to resolve things. Sometimes we can't resolve things. Sometimes somebody keeps canceling. Well, that's information, right? If somebody won't come to the table, that's information. But just please know you are not alone and you are going to be okay. And you are going to become better for this. Right. Well, I think what your book is doing for so many um, men and women is really to make them feel less isolated, um, to understand that there's a community of people who are feeling what they're feeling. That's and, right. That's right? right. I mean, I'm part of that community. I was always told, oh, you're doing so well considering right. I'm yeah. a broken home. I'm right. like, you know, okay. what? Broken? My home's not broken. Right. It's so belittling. It's like almost yeah. saying like I didn't really get to be a kid. And that is so annoying. Like I recently um, posted an article that, that's about 18 years old from Time Magazine about how, you know. Oh, I saw that. I love that. Yeah, and and some people were commenting that people should stay together, and even today, and no, I mean, I am certainly not a divorce advocate. I never 
you know, I don't tell people whether or not to leave, but if you leave, I'm going to make the assumption that you did it after a lot of thought and a lot of hard work. It's not a light choice, but as you move through the grief, you can find joy. You can learn from what you did or did not do, and you can start to really engage with yourself. I also have a masterclass online that can help people that you- I was just gonna ask you about that. Tell yes. us about the masterclass. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a six-week self-guided masterclass that takes you through the process, all, all of these steps, mm -hmm. and it gives you all kinds of exercises to do, and you can go deeper and you can access live classes, or um, once you do that, you can, do a one-to-one -one with me or a group session. Um, and you can find the masterclass if you go to gabriellehartley.com and just scroll down a bit, you can access the masterclass right there. And it's affordably priced, it's $197. That's great. wow. And, so really um, anyone can, can purchase that and that could be such a great tool along with your book. Absolutely, and it'll just help you to get deeper in touch with yourself and start to feel better. I am going to have for the 30 days after this podcast is broadcast, a code that's curly30 that will Ooh, give great. your listeners, just your, for your listeners, $30 off. Oh, wow. So, Thanks, Gab. Um, yeah, so let me know as soon as it's going to be. Absolutely. We'll put all this in our show notes, so we'll, we'll have that. Um, we're not done. We have so many um, more interesting things to talk about, Gab. So I want to know, <laughs> I know that you clerked for um, Judge Jeffrey Sunshine in Brooklyn. So can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yes. Yeah, it was amazing. That was totally trial by fire. Um, <laughs> months that I worked for Judge Sunshine, he was literally the only judge and I was the only court attorney resolving every single case in the entire borough of Staten Island. So if you oh, can wow. imagine, I got my 10,000 10, hours and then, wow. and I found that I just loved resolving impossible trial ready cases. I was super good at it and it was really gratifying. And people were always saying to me like, isn't it depressing working with divorcing people. And I was like, no, no, I'm not causing the fight. I'm helping them to make it better. I'm trying mm -hmm. to put it in a place where things can move more smoothly. And what I learned there is everything that is wrong with the system. And that's not to say that the system doesn't work. It is, right. it's better than no system because it gives real teeth and it, it, it creates a greater good for people who need it. But right. if you can avoid it, I will repeat for you what the judge always said from the bench, which was, you don't want this stranger in black robes deciding your life. Ah, oh, yes, so that true. is so true. He said it so many times until my ears were bleeding, but how true it was. <laughs> yeah, and you're still close with the judge, right? I am. We just uh, visited a couple of weeks ago with our families. Oh, that's wow. so nice. That's nice. Now the chief administrative judge for the entire state of New York, so. Wow. So That's he's very proud of you, I'm sure, also for what you're doing and the, and, the hard, and the hard work you're doing, really, and the impact that it's having. Because I've I've heard so much, you know, even people approach me on, on my Curly Girly site who've connected with you and said, you know, Gabrielle Hartley and her book have really helped me. So, so thank you on behalf of everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. And what I love is that you give people the permission to not feel like they failed because they got a divorce. It just, it just is a chapter closing is really That's right. Is. One chapter closes and another chapter opens. That's mm -hmm. right. A better chapter. 
That is and correct. With a and permission family. is the active word. That's exactly right. Yes, because so many people feel like, oh, I failed. And I remember just saying to a lot of divorced uh, families, um, this isn't failure. This is just a new family. This is just a new, um, it's a new shape, and, right? And by the way, you know, failure is a funny thing, right? Like, yes. like everyone fails. We all yeah. fail at different things. Right? Some people's failures are observable by the naked eye. Right. Yes. Other people's failures are externally invisible, but we all experience them. And if we don't experience failures, we don't learn anything. Right? So, right. like, you have to have some failure to have growth. Absolutely. I was just going to say that doesn't all growth come from a place where you're sort of having a hard time. You're suffering in one respect or another. And that's really the times that you grow and you show yourself who you really can be. That's right. And this whole idea of, of having to have divorce live in the shadows has to stop. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I'm no. actually like, we should have a mandate, like stop, because it's not only hard to hear, it's actually getting annoying. There's so many wonderful people who are making new lives and bettering themselves and they're being shamed in creating a better solution for them and their families. And often we're shaming ourselves. We're anticipating. Yes. I think that's, that's what it is, Gab. Also. That I mean, I, I think there. It, it's very complicated. You know, divorce is um, fairly no, new concepts, only a couple of hundred years old. Um, <laughs> right. Well, actually, there was divorce in biblical days, but conventional divorce, you know, um, and it used to be that you could only get a divorce if there was malfeasance, bad right. behavior on the right. part of your husband, right. and you could only get right. money if they cheated on you. This whole idea right. of like getting divorced because they're selfish or because you want right. to feel happier. Yes. It's a pretty modern idea, and it really flies in the face of some people's thinking. But when you consider that 50% of wow. all families are impacted, so if not you, your sibling, your parents, right. your child, right. your loved one, is impacted by divorce, and then we hold, when we hold on to our divorce stories, we are destined, more or less, to <clears throat> give our children that internal narrative, that negative legacy... Yes. Not need. Okay. And so this is why I believe that this permission is so important and shaking that negative story is so important that I'm literally devoting my life to it. Right? Yes. Just so important. We need to shake the negativity, feel good. And I'm not a proponent. I'm not, I don't tell people to get divorced again, but if you are getting divorced, right. if it is time to pivot your life, recalibrate, reset, reframe, time to move forward, it is okay. Right. Well, you know, um, Gabrielle, your parents broke the chain um, and you're continuing that and you're really turning, you know, all of this into something that can be positive for people. So that's, that's my hope. When I, my, some of them, I have a few kids and um, two of my kids have a lot of good friends whose parents are um, divorced. And okay. I'm kind of that um, mom who at the graduations, I grab like the mom and dad of their friends and I'm right. like, let's take a picture. This is for, and I name the kid like, you know, yes, I right. family it's picture. For Robbie or Sandy. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. And you know, they're like, oh, here she comes again. <laughs> <laughs> group texts, you know, my friend, right. my kid wants to know if your kid is available. Whoever has custody, please text me back. Right. <laughs> right. Because you, you have to break that chain. You have, have to break to, the chain. Yeah. Make it easier. And for those of you who aren't divorced or getting divorced, if you have friends who are divorced, yes, like 
just write an email to both people if you don't know who has custody. Write the text if you were trying to arrange something. Don't make that family feel invisible. Don't make that kid feel full of shame because their parents' relationship didn't work out. Big deal. Big deal indeed. And you know what? I just want to do like a little PSA. Would married families, especially um, married women or married men, when your spouse is away on business, please stop saying you're a single parent. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right. So, it, you know, I am married, but that is something it's it's a completely different ball game, you know, and it's just wonderful to see like you're, you're not com you can't compare lives. You could but definitely to open your lives to people who are divorced. We can't be in these little cliques of, OK, these are all the married parents and these are all the divorced parents because so we understand. True. Just take the time to understand each other and married families pick up Gab's book, which will be in our show notes yeah. because you can learn a thing or two as well. And it could actually strengthen your marriage going Going through these uh, processes. There's yeah. actually a, a section in between the intro and chapter one that's called pause. Yes. You may not need a divorce. Interesting. Right. Because right. take a step back. And sometimes when you take a step back and reevaluate, different things come to light that you didn't originally think about. And sometimes when you take a step back and you make small tweaks in how you relate to yourself, it will change how you relate to everyone else in your right. family. And how your spouse relates to you. I'm going to tell you a funny story, tell our audience a funny story. I had your book when it first came out um, in my dining room, and we had dinner guests. And I didn't notice, but my, my daughter, my <gasps> oh, older no. daughter, noticed that one of the guests was like picking up the book, looking quizzically at me, and then at my husband, and back and forth. <laughs> and my daughter calls me into the kitchen. She's like, Mommy, come, I have to tell you something. I'm like, Sweetie, I'm a little bit busy entertaining. She's like, No, this is important. <laughs> so I go into the kitchen, and she says this to me. I think he thinks you're getting divorced because he's looking at your book. So I went back in and I said, I just want everyone to know this amazing book was written by one of my best friends, Gabrielle Hartley. Um, and actually, I really read it and found it useful as a happily married person. Because like I said, you do talk about five elements that are important for everybody yes. um, to know and to understand and to live. We can all be better at forgiveness, can't we? That's just universal. So Absolutely. I and really think this patience. book translates well. Oh, well, yeah, patience is a big one for all of us moms and dads, right? <laughs> so true. So I, I really feel that this is a, just an impactful book all around. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And I want to go um, from this important, serious topic to just a very whimsical one. Um, I'd love to, you know, I'm all into what month you're born in. So I'd just love to, you to tell our audience what month you're born in so that they can see if they got it right as the horoscopes go. Tell us, Gab. I was born in April. I am an Aries. Oh, yes. Ooh. You're a fire sign. Yeah, I am a fire sign. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for sharing everything today. Because like I said, it's been important, impactful, interesting. And it was just a delight to have you on. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Oh, and the code for my class, I just realized, will be curly with two E's. Oh, oh I love for, that. Thanks for letting us know that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Gab, it was great. Have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Gab. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now.